0: Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear, uses directed.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
2: You know, there's kind of like this misconception in the marketplace that you got to be everywhere, right? Oh, TikTok just came out. I got to be on TikTok. Right. All right. the, oh, another social media just came out. I gotta, I gotta spend some time on that. And then you have these people literally, I have some friends that are social media managers that go, I just, I just onboarded the client. They want to be consistent on eight different platforms. Right. Right. And it's like, look, it's not to say whether that's like good or bad. It's just that I find it a little, it's inefficient, right? If you really think about your client and if you really think about your perfect listener, your perfect client, you only got to be in so many places, Right. And if you, if, if, you know, especially with, when it comes to podcast listeners, statistically speaking, they're about 10 to 15% more affluent, right? Specifically speaking with podcast listeners, the consumption rates is technically what we track when it comes. So when we work with our clients, we don't worry about the downloads, the the vanity metrics of hitting the top 100. That's, that's good. Right. But what we're really looking for is consumption rates. <laughs>
0: What's up, guys? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mishaz, and I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now listen, The Greatness Machine is about two things. Number one, people are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world. Doing both of these despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews of world-class speakers and business leaders showcasing their origin story. What made them tick? What got them to where they are now? So it can help you step into your greatness within your own life, business, and career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years in entrepreneurship as a CEO to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation and messages, and I'm stoked to have you guys here. Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I am your host, Darius Mishazze. Welcome to The Greatness Machine, and we have... A very special guest with us today, Mr. Jay Wong. Welcome, Jay. Darius. Darius. I'm pumped, man. I'm
2: oh. pumped to be here. I'm excited to be here. Can't and wait to dive into this.
0: You're just one of those peeps I just wanted to have on this show. And here we are.
2: <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about this, right? And and here we are diving in and, and doing some, some live video for potentially your podcast. I know, I know, I know. We'll, I can't we'll, we'll
0: get, get into it. Into we're gonna we're gonna be getting into some podcasting and some show showmanship. But um, before we do that, I wanted to actually give a little bit of format to the to those of you that are new to the show. So the format of the show is simple. We're bringing together change makers who are living their passions to create greatness in the world around them, and and here we are with Jay Wong creating a lot of greatness. I mean, what I want to do though, Jay, before I go into your amazing background is I do want to tell everybody, look, we are live. We're live streaming. So start a watch party. Ask us questions. I uh, have my team standing by to answer them. And if you ever either A, listened to a podcast and loved it, thought about starting a podcast, or just want to like learn about what it takes to run a really cool business, Jay is your man. So we are going to be diving into that. But before we go there, I want to give some background on you, Jay. Is that cool? Yeah. 100%. Context so you- matters. Yes. contacts. People got to know that you are an expert at what it is that you say you're an expert at. So with that said, I have some notes here. I want to read them because I don't like to screw it up. Jay Wong is the master podcaster. I I actually wrote that because I thought it rhymed. But (laughs) he's the master podcaster extraordinaire. Want to have a top 100 podcast on iTunes? He is your guy. And today we're going to spend time with this podcasting savant to learn how he and his agency are taking people from startup to famous in the world of podcasts. And if you're simply just looking to promote something and not become Kanye and Kim, we can discuss that too. So welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm super pumped. I'm just pumped to be here, pumped to dive in.
0: So, dude, dude, tell me if uh, like tell the audience about what it is that you do, man. I didn't talk about the name of your business. I know you run an agency. You guys are building, helping people build these like world changing podcasts. But tell tell the audience what it is that you do, where you're from, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So we're so I uh, I'm, I'm just outside of Toronto. So I'm I'm Canadian, but I actually grew up in in the U.S. Did my developmental formative years, the get in trouble, get away with things years, um, in in the U.S. And you know you know if you fast forward now, I would have never imagined running a podcast agency in 2020. If you would have told me this even five years ago when I started my own podcast, and truthfully, our company really caters to business owners caters to thought leaders. It caters to companies that want to not only be relevant, but they want to have these internal sales channels, right? Because we focus a lot of times on the ROI of it. I think we can all agree, especially if you're watching this or listening to this, like, I think we can all agree. We're probably living in the golden era of audio. Darius, what do you, what do you think?
0: You know, I have a buddy that is a TV agent and he's like this, he's like this famous TV agent, um, hey, Tom Wellington. If you're listening to this, I'm plugging you right now. And he, he's uh he's like the, his, his clients are like the writers for the showrunners for um, gosh, what's the name of the West and these amazing shows. And he said to me, we're living in the golden age of television. So maybe you guys could battle on that, but I yeah. would agree, man. Like, like I've always been a big fan of like talk, talk radio. I mean, I, I remember obsessing about Howard Stern show and to see that now you have all these like digital radio and there's tons of podcasts. So yeah, I would say like, I think it's the digital age of, of content, right? Of content, right?
2: Yeah. Go, distribution.
0: Go yeah. Distribution is everywhere. Right. And
2: especially if you're a business owner, a thought leader, really the name of the game is how can I dominate more space? right? In my listeners world, right? How can I dominate a little bit of their inbox, right? Maybe you need to have an email list. How can I dominate time when they're at the airport or traveling or in between things or cleaning or in the kitchen? Maybe you should have a podcast, right? So you're constantly in their ear. And, you know, I think you're, you're hundred percent spot on everybody, you know, with with just your, your cell phone, you have access to video, you can go live, right? You can make a podcast on your cell phone. Right. But I would I would challenge individuals on this because I think there's a massive difference between, hey, let's just create some content and and hey, let's just put it out there. Let's you know, it's good in the beginning. It's good to be able to get into that habit. Right. I think that's a very big difference between we're going to create content or we're actually going to create a show that is an extension of, if you're, you know, kind of like a solopreneur or a thought leader, an extension of your personal brand and your values right? If you're a business, it's an extension of the business. It's an extension of your services and products, right? And so the name of the game is is different depending on what the end game is for for you as an individual or or, or for the company, right? And so for when I started back in 2015, this was already starting to happen. At some point in 2013, 2014, all kind of like thought leaders and authors and consultants, there was kind of like a, a first wave essentially of people wanting to start, you know, some of these podcasts and it's not right. because podcasting was a new technology. It was simply because the distribution at that time has kind of caught up a little bit. Right. right. And at the time it was picking up steam again. And so when I started in 2015, I started really as pretty much a hobbyist. Right. I think and that, that's really where a lot of people start. You know, you have a few big questions. You feel like you could, you know, host a great show. You want to be able to create some content. But at that time, I didn't have an email list, an offer. I didn't have a community. I didn't have an audience, right? It was like zeros across the board. And so, you know, starting a podcast back in 2015, it's so different than than what it is now. But even back then, we figured out how to get our show into the top 100. And that literally, Darius, that got me my first like 100 email subscribers, right? And Mm -hmm. it's powerful, you know, to be able to start building momentum with a community, they kind of start watching you grow. And over the last few years, we've refined that process, you know, so we've taught other business owners how to do it. We ran events on how to do it. We put together accelerator programs on them how to do it. And the agency was really born out of, you know, listening to our clients, right? We we had Mm -hmm. a two-day intensive one time and a client wrote a check to be there, was there with me for two days right? And and these are like intimate, you know, max 12 people in the room. Everybody's sure. a, a business owner in their own right, you know? And she said, Jay, I love your stuff. You know, I, I love, you know, you shared so much with us, the scripts, the frame, everything. You shared all, all you know, every possible detail that you could share. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm never going to do this. Wow. And I said, why? Like, you, why though? You just paid money to be here for two days to learn how to do this. Why aren't you going to action any of it? I think any good teacher, any good you know, person that stands behind their content would would say that she says, "Look, I'm to be honest, I, I I'm entirely too busy. You know, I have my she's a she was a realtor, right? So she goes, I am a seven figure you know realtor business. Um, you know, I'm a mom. You know, I I I have my investing portfolio. You, you could see it just gets kind of taxing, you know. Right. But then she said, Jay, I would write you a bigger check if you could figure out how I could do this." Without me literally doing any of the hard stuff, I only want to be able to record.
0: Got it. Oh, so she wasn't talking about not doing the show. She's like, I just want to go and show up and throw up. I don't want to be, I don't want to do any of the type of <laughs> stuff. That's
2: right. Well, she uh-huh. was like, I don't want to, I'm not going to learn editing. I'm not yeah. going to pull these like show notes and sit there of social media. And I'm not, and, and look, if you're watching this and you're just starting out with your brand, right? And if you were where I was in 2015, it's totally okay to say, hey, I want to go and learn some of those skills and be able to do it. Right. Because you probably don't have as much resources or a budget to be able to do that. But for business owners that their focus is, hey, how can I actually grow my business? Right. How can I make a bigger difference with the content we're putting out there? How can we you know, reach more of our clients, but also reach more people that are maybe not quite our clients yet, but mm-hmm. potentially could be right. The name of the game is more about how we can keep them in their kind of zone right? How we can keep them in, in, in that special, you know, we, we call it unique abilities. Some people call it, you know, their, their zone of genius, right? right? And I find a lot of our clients, their zone of genius comes back to, you know, them being able to share, right? right. Them being able to talk about their frameworks, right? Because I know you, you have your book coming out very soon around the whole core values equation. So I imagine if I Hello, asked babe. you, yeah, a little plug right there. I love the cover, by the way. Thank you, man. It's pink. Yeah. I'm Pops right off of the page. <laughs> nice. nice. But look like the, you're, you're the expert when it comes to that, that whole equation, right? right? If I can keep you in your zone talking about it, we, you probably have seen yourself glimpses here and there where there's magic, right? Literally sure. magic where you can create the the connections, the stories. And that's usually what happens when we work with experts, right? They're able to keep in their zone. Our team's able to do what we need to do to make sure that, you know, their, their show is not just having some great vanity metrics, but also a great ROI behind it.
0: Yeah. So, so let's, so let's, let's kind of go into that because you were talking about like when you started, there were zeros across the board and then all of a sudden you got into the top 100. And, and so I'm, I, I'll use myself as an example. I, I have this new show I just started. I'm getting ready for the book launch. I reached out to you. I met you through Cherry, uh, who she has a top, she was top 20, I think when she, when she launched. Right. So so let's like, I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about her launch. Can we talk about how she got top 20?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can talk about it because look, I think just like launching your book, right? Without going into details, you probably have a bit of a a launch plan, right? Around your book, right? We know the <laughs> date,
0: just a bit, just a little <laughs> bit, right? That, that was the, you want to hear. I'm going to, you want like the two minute version of my launch plan? Cause it's kind of sure. I, okay, just, okay. I I, yeah, I gotta yeah. go there. Hit, hit, hit us with it. You're an entrepreneur, so you'll appreciate this. My 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 plan was I didn't have a plan. And so I just went full-blown maniac, entrepreneurial style. I'm gonna do whatever I can to make this successful. And I expended an extremely ridiculous amount of energy basically calling up every single person I knew to tell them I started a book, that I wrote a book, and asking them if they would support it and buy it for their teams. And that and and that led me to some success. I mean, right now I've sold almost 4,000 books <laughs> doing right. that, but I didn't, right. it was because I was insecure about not having digital following. I didn't have a list. I didn't have a platform. I didn't have a live stream show. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have a blog. I didn't have a blog. I had none of that stuff, but I was like, you know, the one thing I have is a, is an analog, old, good old school analog network. And I'm just going to go pound on that. And that will get me so far. But, but to your point, and then from there, I hired a book launch team, and now I now they have a plan for me, right? But right. but that was not the most efficient way of doing it. I was just like, I just got after it, you know?
2: Yeah. Well, and and, and look, this proves a, a certain point, right? You gotta you gotta start with where you're at, right? And right. we work with tons of businesses all the time where they don't really have that much from a content marketing perspective. You know, they would probably describe their marketing strategy patchy at best. You mm-hmm. know, consistency is an issue right? They know they should be doing certain things. They've tried a few things here and there. Maybe they have an email list, right? But it's, it feels like it's, it's just a bunch of different elements, different mm-hmm. things. There's none of it is like pulled together, right? So part of that launch, and, and by the way, Darius, you did what great entrepreneurs do, right? You, you start with where you're at and you hustle to get to where you think you need to be, Right. Right. And, right? And through doing that, you start and you open so many different conversations, you rely back on your network, right? right. And totally. some of these fundamentals is actually what makes the difference between launching anything, whether it's a course, book, podcast, right? And making it an ultra success, or just saying, hey, I launched it. And, you know, maybe it's not quite hitting the result that that I want, right? Because how many times have we seen entrepreneurs launch something that they kind of just it, it kind of seems like they make a few posts about it right. and then it's it seems like they're on to the next thing. Whereas like right. when you're launching, like if you look back at Cherry and we're going to give a big shout out obviously to Cherry Rose Tan, you know, yeah. she was on this amazing massive journey. And I I don't want, you know, her story is is just so powerful. I, I want, you know, if you're interested in learning more about her story, but she, uh, in a nutshell, she does uh she's leading like a mental health movement for tech founders. Yeah. Right? she, she, she has like some deep, deep, like values and stories that are built into that community. But Darius, I mean, we started working with her like a year before her podcast came out. Now this is like, it's, it's, it's a abnormal type of situation, right? Cause typically we're, we're able to deliver the podcast in in the first 60 to 90 days. Right. But even for, for her, she didn't have that much, like quote unquote, like social vanity, like capital. Right. But she had a lot of relationship capital. right? Right. And I think when, when you're looking to launch anything, most of the algorithms, whether you're talking about iTunes or Amazon, or even, you know, the launch, you know, is a, how fast do we hit, you know, the first 10,000 or the first hundred buyers, you're looking to drive a very specific action
1: mm-hmm. within
2: a short window of time, right? Hey, oh, our right. course is coming online for the first, you know, 24 hours or for the first three days, it's, you know, X percent off or, you know, these amount of bonuses, Right. When you're launching a book, it's a very similar thing. Same thing with iTunes. There's a certain algorithm, which we've, you know, be, we, we've we created a process on mastering this algorithm for our clients. Right. right? And as long as they're following the, our, our launch plan, like, like step by step. Right. Uh, and we obviously do it with them. Typically the, the results are really good where in Cherry's case, she was, you know, she landed in the top 50. Then the next day was top 20. And then she moved from like 20 to 19 to 18 to 17, like all the way up to like 14. And it had nothing to do with whether, like, a lot of times people hear that and they go, oh, well, what, you know, did it actually create like the right ROI for Cherry? Right. Mm-hmm. ROI is not necessarily, it's not a one time like event. Right, right? right. Because we're not, we're not talking about like, hey, we're running direct ads to a webinar where there's a conversion, like, there's conversion metrics across. We're talking about a brand though. Right? right? Cherry's leading this movement. She's leading, she's featuring these amazing talks. She's doing, you know, certain pieces of content in there. So her hitting the top 15 gave her a lot of credibility within the space, right? And it gave her the momentum to lead with it. Cause now, I mean, transparently I can share with you, she's putting together some amazing offers that are coming, but it was a massive jumpstart really to her community, her email lists, and some of those components you know, from right off the, right off the bat.
0: Yeah. So Cherry, if you're listening, which you should be, um, you, <laughs> yeah. so, cause I hit, I hit her up to be on the show and she's like, I, I she's like, I'm really busy right now. I can't be on until sometime in August. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take that. But, um, now that we plugged you so much, you gotta be on sooner. So just if you're listening, she's got to go. share. Yeah. She, <laughs> exactly. She's got to share how, how what, accurate was,
2: what was this perspective?
0: uh that's that's awesome man so hey if you guys if you are listening to the show uh have your questions come in we have a podcast building uh promotion slash top 100 itunes expert here in mr Jay wong and um i don't know about you but like for me i'm like this is amazing like if you want to if you're trying to become the next tim ferris there's only there's only one way to do it you have to start somewhere right and so like i i've used myself as an example right i'm I've gone from this more traditional like business CEO role into now I'm launching my book and yeah, maybe I will do other traditional CEO stuff in the future. But what I found is I've been wanting to do a show for a long time. I kind of dragged my heels like a lot of people do. And then with the book launch came the opportunity for me to launch the greatness machine, which was something that I had in my head for two years. And now you and I are talking about me converting the greatness machine into live into also a podcast. So if you wouldn't mind, like, but like, like, give our viewers some thoughts around like a Darius or me. Let's use me as a case study. I walk sure. in, into your life and say, Hey man, cherry referred you to me because I got my kick-ass book that's coming out and I want to maybe turn it into a podcast. I'm doing this live stream thing. Like how, how are we going to turn this, the greatness machine into a top 20, top 50, top 100 podcast? And I, I'm sure for top 20, but let's just start yeah. with top 100 and I don't have a digital following I, you know, barely, I don't have a list. I'm, I'm, I'm okay on the analog side of the business. Like I know people, but like, I don't have any of that stuff, but I do want this to be successful. And I, and I'm coming to you to help me walk me through how you guys are going to do that.
2: Yeah. So look, um, this, this is a brilliant question. And I love that we're, we could just actually dive into this because most interviews, you actually don't get like, kind of like a, like a live scenario case study. Type of things, so we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. So if you're watching and listening, would love some feedback, love some questions, and obviously if we have any time, maybe we can fit that in. So look, one of the concepts we teach our clients, uh, we we call it the our our company is called Podcast Your Brand, so we call it the Podcast Your Brand Trifecta Effect, right? And so Trifecta means that there's there's three kind of components. If you want to draw a triangle, right? There's three three little things, and so. One, the, the, the part of the, the first, you know, part of the triangle is the top 100 podcasts, right? And so that a lot of times on our team internally, we refer to that phase as phase one, right? We want to be able to gather, you know, whether you have, you know, you're doing a lot of content right now, right? So let's gather some of the best pieces from there, right? There's other, you know, pillar pieces of content that probably are related to your book, probably related to other offers that you're going to put together. I'm not exactly sure what what you're looking to put together or want to launch down the line, right? Mm -hmm. But we want to get away from just having straight interview shows, right? I think at 2020, the point of all this is that there's, there's so much noise in the marketplace. It's not just about creating content. How can we create context, right? How can we create greater context for everybody that is buying the book, everybody that's kind of knows about you, even from the analog world, right, that you have their their name and number on your, on your cell phone, but maybe you don't have, you know, them, them following you on some of the social channels.
0: Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now, and let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion, Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear, uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify magic your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothies and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Darius.
2: Right, so I think the podcast is where we highlight the content and context of it. There's obviously some strategies that we, we teach our clients in terms of what to include and what to say, you know, at certain points of the of the podcast. But that's one of of the tri- the, the trifecta. The other two, one is an email list, right, and the other is some form of a community. It could be a private group. It could be, um, you know, a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group, right. And the idea there is that you want to bounce people between these three points. You know, there, there's kind of like this misconception in the marketplace that you got to be everywhere, right? Oh, TikTok just came out. I gotta be on TikTok. Right. right? Oh, the another social media just came out. I gotta, I gotta spend some time on that. And then you have these people, literally, I have some friends that are social media managers that go, I just I just onboarded a client. They wanna be consistent on eight different platforms. Right. Right. And it's like, look, it's not to say whether that's like good or bad. It's just that I find it a little, it's inefficient, right? If you really think about your client and if you really think about your perfect listener, your perfect client, you only got to be in so many places, right? And if you, if, if, you know, especially when it comes to podcast listeners, statistically speaking, they're about 10 to 15% more affluent, right? Specifically speaking with podcast listeners, the consumption rates is technically what we track when it comes, so when we work with our clients, we don't worry about the downloads, the the vanity metrics of hitting the top 100. That's that's good, right? But what we're really looking for is consumption rates. So I'm looking for when we put out 10 episodes, which ones got the most listened to? Some of our mm-hmm. clients they have 120, 150 percent consumption rate. It was so good, people went back. back and listened to it the second yeah. time.
0: That's funny. I've now
2: that. we know. Now we know it's not just the t- like it's not just this high high views because you could buy views. Right, you could buy comments and engagements, right? But if I know that they're consuming something that's long form, right? Podcast is meant for that. Now I know that we can maybe take a look at that. T- what was that topic about, right? Could we create a little mini series around that, right? Oh, now we, can, this is where we're starting to put help our business owners create different offers if they don't have any existing, right? So that trifecta effect, we're bouncing people in these three categories. We're dominating you know, get listening, you know, uh, them, you know, in their ears, right. So whether people are, you know, uh, uh, you know, trying to go to bed or doing, you know, kitchen work or, or gardening, right. They get a chance to tune into you, right. Mm-hmm. Email lists, you're dominating their inbox, mobile and some form of community. So typically that's like a social aspect of things, right. If people mm-hmm. see you in these three areas, now in the middle, we can insert your book. Hey, have you picked up a copy of our book? Right. That would right. be like an offer, Right. Let's say you wanted to do consulting. Okay. Which I know we've kind of had some light conversations, but let's just say you wouldn't want to offer it. You would put that in the middle as well. Right. These would be the three channels that you can ultimately drive people to. Right. So does that make sense as a content? Yes.
0: No, it makes sense. Are you guys enjoying the show so far? Darius here. And by now, you might know that I'm passionate about a few things pizza pink unicorns, core values, and down, dirty, interesting conversation with some amazing people. However, the biggest one that I've spent most of my career on is entrepreneurship and scale. You see, look, my first few years in business, I spent like probably a good five years of my life getting my freaking teeth kicked. I mean, really getting crushed. And I learned a lot during that time period. So I spent the greater part of the last couple of years helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses in a meaningful way without going through the same growing pains that I did. And what I realized is that CEOs and business leaders don't know if they can scale and thus they do the right thing at the wrong times. This causes them to lose clarity, lose momentum, alignment, and the bottom line is you lose money. And look, you don't have to do that. It's why I created what I call the scalability assessment, and you can access it 100% for free. That's right, guys. There are perks to listening to the greatness machine. All you have to do is go to dariusscale.com that's d-a-r-i-u-s scale s-c-a-l-e.com and there you can check to see if your business is set up to scale properly it's going to give you a scalability score at the end and it's also going to give you some clarity on what you can do next once again guys that's www.itsdariusscale.com once again guys it's dariusscale.com and now back to the show I do want to ask you a question because you said something around do like getting away from the interview and there's like an oversaturation and we have two questions that came in. So I'm going to jump there next, but quick, quickly, sure. if you wouldn't mind answering like, and, and like, again, you have there, I've heard some people complain, there's an oversaturation of podcasts and, and I kind of get, you know, I kind of feel like when I'm on, for instance, LinkedIn, and the social networks I'm on is LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and they all kind of serve their own function, right? But my question to you is, is that when you say context versus content, and when we say doing not doing interviews and going a different direction, give me a specific example of that.
2: Yeah, so one of our clients, um, I'm I'm not gonna, one of our clients, she, she, they, they, most of our clients actually sell a pretty high ticket service or maybe they have something that's that's definitely high ticket. They might have a book, they might have a course, they might have something that's lower ticket. Most of them have something that's that's definitely their kind of like bread and butter, right? Right. If you think about people before they typically work with someone, they have, you know, in, in sales they call them objections, right? right? And so maybe, maybe, just maybe, right? We can answer and use stories to address some of those objections, right? for the podcast where now it looks like a podcast, but really, right? It's actually speaking to people that are maybe a little bit on the fence.
0: Got right? it. So, so strategically they know that they have this offering. They're like, look, a third of people who should do my offering don't do it because of X, Y, and Z. I'm right. gonna use this as an opportunity. Maybe I'll interview an expert. Maybe I'll do a one on where I'm just talking about like my thoughts around the subject. In a way where I'm educating, right? And and, and I'm not saying, hey, Jay, you should really buy my product for X, Y, and Z. I'm saying, hey, Jay, I know that in my brain, I'm saying, I know you're not buying my product for X, Y, and Z because you're not educated about A, B, and C. So my whole podcast is about A, B, and C. I'm just going to teach all about it so that you can learn something. Is that kind of, yeah. am, I, am I thinking of this the right way? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And 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 so look, I mean, one uh, simple one for, for you, right? A freebie one, right? Would be like, what would be the biggest myths? Let's say if we broke down like some of the bigger myths around having core values, right? Because maybe right. sometimes people think, hey, core value, I got that down. Like oh, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's easy, that's easy. Like I, I, yeah. I already did that. I got right? it, done. I, I totally got it. And probably if I haven't even read your book, but probably if I if I start reading your book, you're probably going to start shifting some things with how I start looking at core values,
0: correct? Is, that's an amazing example. So let's use that as an example. Everyone yeah. says they have core values and nobody uses them in a high utility function in their business. So I always ask business owners who are usually, and this has always been, I was, I've never came from the position of like teaching for the reason of getting them to change. I came from the position of like, Hey, I'm a CEO. You're a CEO. This is the the, in my opinion, the most important asset you have in your business to affect growth and change and profit. And you, I'm pretty sure you think you have it, and you don't. And so, the, I like literally, I, I I tell everybody that. Like, I don't know, Jay, do you have core values in your business?
2: Yeah, I, I, I do. It's on right. a Google Docs, and and we go through it, you know, every
0: quarter, yeah. and. So, so often, right. so often I, I don't new want hires you hires and on yeah, I don't want to put <laughs> you on the spot, but you kinda know, yeah. put you on, you put you on the spot? Uh yeah, sure. Yeah. We, oh, okay. we could we could reverse it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 So so do you know what your core values are without looking at them?
2: I, I can I can name you a good chunk of them. I wrote them.
0: But yeah, I know, I know. This is my favorite parts when people write them. And, but but, but, but <laughs> <laughs> your core start values. listing them
2: out. Hold on, uh, let me pull up this Google. Docs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, no,
0: Darius, look look over there. I'm going to pull up my doc really quickly. This, this is always done really well in person because people can't cheat. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take you off the spot. I, I can name a good chunk of what means the most to me. <laughs> but but if I asked your employees if they know the core values, do you think that they would know them off the top of their head?
2: Not 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 better than how I just did right now.
0: Right. So so look like that's that's dude, by the way, you're in good company. That's almost everybody. And so yeah. my point is, is like, dude, they're your core values. They're the strongest beliefs you have about your business. And yet most people do what you did, which is they do them, they figure out what they are, they document yeah. them, and then they pull them out once a quarter. And my position is, I'm like, dude, they're the most powerful tool you have for scale in your business. You should be yeah. using them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right?
2: Yeah. Why, why, why don't I have a t-shirt with them on? Brother. Right, Like wh- why, why don't I have posters around, right? So look, le- like, let me, let me just use this ex- example to drive home this, this exact point. So what would be like, cause this is the problem. When, when I say like the, when people are saying that the podcast market is saturated, first of all, it's not right. If you think about how many blogs and videos there are in the world going on at scale, it is not. We're still at the very, I wouldn't say like pure infancy stage, but we're in it, right? We're in this window of, of podcasts. And I think we're going to be in it for a while. But secondly, I think what I was really trying to say was that people are, you can't just approach a podcast and say, Hey, today, you know what? I'm, I feel like just talking about a, and I'm just going to talk about, and I'm not saying like there's no space for creativity, right? But Mm -hmm. it's just being a touch, just a little more intentional and knowing that you have your book coming up, right? Perhaps you could share a story of saying, Hey, you know what? I was on an interview today. And this happens, you know, at least once a week, but I was asking this business owner, hey, do you, I put up on the spot a little bit, but I, I asked him, hey, do you know your core values? Right. Does your employees know your, your your core values? And guess what his answer was? No, right? And, and why, you know, why am I sharing the story with you? Because, you know, the core values is, you know, A, B, maybe you share, right. you know, a, a little framework from your book, right? And right. you can simply end that episode with, hey, if you haven't picked up a copy of my book, or if you haven't joined our core values, you know, family over in the community side of things, right? right? Be sure to, but do you see what I'm saying? Like now the podcast is an extension of like your movements are efficient, right? Because even if you're not getting the sale that day, right now you've planted something in my brain. Now I go, you know what? Why don't I know my core values better? Why don't I have a t-shirt with it on? right? Hey, what, Hey, he does this interview with so-and-so. I know that person. I'm going to listen to that. Right. Yeah. And then maybe it's another solo where you're breaking down another myth, another, you know, objection for me. That's so does that smart. make sense?
0: Yeah, that's so smart. And so I, when you say that, it gives me so much context around if any business that's because everyone has their fans, right? Like, and so I, I'm I'm going to pick, I want to go, go to a question here in a second, but I just want to make one point. I was like, while you were talking, I was like, if I owned a badass pizza joint, and by the way, i I have like a weird obsession with pizza. Like I'm like, there's like, I, <laughs> there's like the four P's, passion, pizza, puzzles, and pink unicorns, right? Those are the four P's, <laughs> right? And pizza's like, like right next to passion for me. So I was thinking like, I was thinking of a pizza place here where I live in Austin that has amazing pizza and home slice pizzas is what I'm thinking of. And so I'm like, how, if I own home slice, cause they have this really cool kind of funky pizza place. It's always full pizza people. I'm like, I would totally have a podcast to make it all about pizza. Right. Mm-hmm. But to your point, they could talk about like, why, what, how do we get the crust? Like they could talk about, I would listen to this, right? Because I love pizza. I would love to listen to like a master pizza. Talk about how they make pizza. Right. But to your point, it'd be amazing. It, right. And someone's like, Darius, no one would listen to that. I'm like, no, no, you're wrong, man. There's a lot of people who are obsessed about pizza who would totally listen to that. Right. So this is like the riches in the niches conversation.
2: Well, and, and I'll, I'll drive it one, one step further. We, we started working with um, franchises. Right. So franchise type of companies or training type of companies. Right. When, when there's like a certi- certification involved, when there's some type of renewal involved. Okay every company, you want to be able to create this culture, core values, right? But right. you kind of want to create this like cult following to some right. degree. Every business owner secretly, whether they say it or not, they want to be able to do that, right? Sure. Because a great form of it is, hey, they, we speak the same language, right. right? That We have the same lingo. We're from the same community. So these franchises, we started using this journey, not just to map out you know, the, the kind of, you know, vision, the dream vision of where they want their franchisees to grow into. Right. But they started breaking these constant beliefs. They saw renewal rates go up from year one to year two by 20%, right. Year two to year three by another 15%. Right. And once again, you're indoctrinating, you're, you're, you're essentially creating a community of people that are obsessed around the idea of pizza, around the idea of the company. You want that, right? right. Because now people understand they have language, they have core values. They have, this, they, they have this like weekly show that's just a simple, gentle reminder, you know, that's saying, hey, am I tapping into my core values for you, right? You know, for this company, hey, am I tapping into, am I doing the best I can and performing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's this subconscious part of performance, Right, that we need those little gentle reminders.
0: Yeah, I had, I, I was, I did a talk on the book to this group, and, and this guy introduced me to the, this book called *Sapiens*, and I haven't read it yet. Which I mean, that's a joke with a lot of my friends who know me that I always recommend books I don't read. But, um, but he said that that human decisions, like the, the like human kind, we are shaped by the narratives of our lives. Right, the narratives control the decision making. So what's funny. And the i you don't know this yet but i'll send you a copy of the book and you can read it the core the core value equation is just that is that it says that the language of the organization is your core values your core values mm. become it can become the language of the organization which you're making such an interesting point because i used to think when i was running my, my last company i was like man i should have a radio show for the company to, to your point to kind of talk about just this and i was just thinking like literally because we had you know, almost a thousand employees at one point. were in 13 locations around the United States. And I was like, I should have like a radio station that we like play music. We talk about what's important to the company and just like this passive thing happening. And you're really, what you're saying is any business can do that in the form of a podcast. I never, ever thought about that, that this is like a way to give them a format to kind of hear the language of the organization, talk about the things that are important to the to the organization. And it could be any type of organization. It could be a business. It could be, a political movement. It could be a TV show. It could be anything. And we're only seeing it more from the entertainment side right now. Right. But what you're saying yeah. is, no, we should be able to tra- we could translate that into any organization of people who-, who you want to have a common set of beliefs and help promote that. Right. This episode is supported by FX's clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owners, racist
1: remarks captured on tape and heard around the world.
2: 100%, 100%. And this is where we're getting, you're building, not just another marketing channel, not just another like, hey, we, we create content here, right? Because that's all good and great. But like, really, we're looking at building an internal sales channel, right? And right. we haven't even talked about private podcasting, and how big the biggest companies, Fortune 500 companies and above are using these internally right now. It's it's kind of like a secret, right? But imagine you worked at Apple or, you know, American Express, right? It would be in their favor to, as a perk, you know what I mean? That you you would have access to some of this stuff. And, um, but this technology is, it's evolving, it's coming, right? That's and so, that's what's that's coming on, 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 on the forefront. But I'm saying, look, if you're not in the Fortune 500 stage, which I get it, not that many people are in the world, that's fine. But if yeah. you're building a movement if you're building a company with core values and you want to have the thousand true fans, like you want to actually do it properly. Right. And not just have these like groups and silos of people. Cause I'm I'm pretty sure everybody feels like, especially if you create content for half a month, right. Which, which I'm sure like that, that might've been a similar feeling for you. Right. You start having, now you have the Facebook audience. Now you got to do the Instagram audience. Now LinkedIn, you got to be like kind of professional. So like, oh, I got to change this up over here. Right. And then the email list is another thing. What if we just had a channel just integrated it all properly? Right. And that became the calling. You know what I mean? That became the the thing that you could, you know, plug someone in. Hey, you don't know what's going on. Hey, check out the show from beginning to end.
0: Yeah, man, you're blowing my mind right now, brother. You're blowing my freaking <laughs> mind. I'm telling you, like, my entrepreneurial engine in my brain is chugging like a freaking freight train. Do you understand that, like, you don't need to be a Fortune 500 company to have an internal podcast to help reinforce the communication of what's happening in your business? That is, hey, all my entrepreneur friends out there, and, and you guys know who you are, there's a ton of you. Dude, you need to hook up with the Jay Wong. Or if not, Jay Wong, someone who's competing against him. But I think it's Jay. That's the guy, in my opinion. And you need to open an internal podcast to in your company. I, I wish I had heard that, had this conversation with you five years ago. I would have built one in two seconds in my company. Because now, you, it's a, what's, hey, what's going on in my business right now that I want my employees to be aware of that's important, That's we're pushing? And I want to have a 30-minute conversation with them just kind of talking about it, Right. And, or who do I want to interview? Because we have this agenda that we're working on. Oh my God, this is, that's so smart,
2: you know? I mean, Darius, we're, we're, we're literally, I want to get to one of the, one of the questions just, just so um, (laughs) we we can, we can get to it. But I'm just telling you, we're at like surface level. Like we've had, we've had companies like they will, let's say I was like, Hey, which, which vertical do you guys want to focus on? What if we create a mini series around each vertical? And then you hand that off to your sales team. Right. That's another different type of content. Right. But what if like, here's, and I'll just leave this as like an open loop, but like, what if you want to close a certain type of client? What do you want to build a relationship with a certain type of client? Do you think having them on your platform and featuring their story, spending a half an hour, an hour with them, making them sound like they're freaking badass, right. And driving some traffic into them. You don't think that's a good, like relationship starter. Yeah, you don't think, you don't think you could. you know, yeah, you don't think you could like work. Some, I'm not saying it's like a done deal, No, no right? No. But you as an entrepreneur, you as a business owner, you know, every advantage matters, right? And I just think if done properly, business owners with the right mindset, they, we've been able to leverage this, whether it's for referral strategy, whether we're building up the brand, whether we're driving sales, that's really where you want to cover those bases. Well,
0: right. So, so, so to, to, to dovetail on that, and then we'll hop to a question. Like, <laughs> because look, honestly, like the, the it, like it's part of the strategy. of The book launch is get influencers on here so I can help promote what they're doing, and then see if they'll help me promote the book. Right? Like I'm not, and, and if they don't want to, they don't have to. But but it's a give, right? And 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 my book launch manager and I talk about this all the time. Amber Vilhauer, who's a freaking animal, it's we're all about the give, right? And to your point, yeah. that's the give. I'm going to go to a client. If I go to a client who I'm trying to close and say, "Uh, hey." <coughs> Hey, 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 Jay, uh, uh, can I talk to you about that thing I want you to buy? You're like, yeah, 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 I'm busy, dude. Like, can you come back three weeks from now? If I go, hey, Jay, dude, I want you to come on my podcast. I have a thousand viewers and I want to promote your services. You're like, hell yeah. And then after I go, hey, bro, remember that uh, thing we were talking about? I, I really want to move the ball forward on that. You're like, yeah, because uh, that's the give take. I gave already. And you're going to be like, we as humans, this is there's a theory called the theory of reciprocity. And yeah. you yeah. want to reciprocate when given to you. We as humans want to reciprocate. But it's all about the give. You got to start with the give. So, dude, I love this show. Dude, this is like this has been one of my favorite shows, bro. Greatness machine, man, dude. activated. <laughs> Full activation of greatness right now. Let's go to. We got a couple of questions. Let's let's say. Yeah, so, let's hit them. Let's hit them. So, one is: Can I start a podcast if I do not have a book or product to sell? What are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, look, I, I think if here, here's here's the thing about this. All right, I don't actually think everybody should have a podcast. <laughs> Just kind of like, you know how, like some people are like, like, let's say we were talking, not talking about podcasts and it's like, should you write a book? Right. And it's right. like, everybody should write a book. Right. No, and it's shouldn't. like, no, they should not. Right. Look, I think if you are drawn to the medium, right. So if you're watching something like this and you're kind of considering if you actually like podcasts, like you actually enjoy tuning in, you actually enjoy listening and you and that, that does something for you. Right then yeah, I would, I would entertain the idea. And look, I wouldn't worry too much about like you have to understand at that point though, because you don't have maybe the monetization and the back end or a business or what have you, you're starting it as, hey, I'm 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 completely open to see where this could bring me. Yeah. Right. I think that needs to be the mindset, right? Because if you're if you're starting like, hey, I heard Jay and like he's talking about this ROI stuff. So I started the podcast and I'm not making any money. right? Right. And I have a listener of like, it doesn't matter what their listenership are because their focus is they're not, right? Like they're not open to it. So look, if you're going to do it, I think you got to love the medium. And I think you just got to be open to see what opportunities take you. But look, I think at very least do 15, you know, reach up the coolest 15 people in your network, have that experience with them. I think something cool is going to, you know, is going to happen within your life.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. And I agree. Like like I was telling somebody because I just started this show like literally a week ago today. And I said, This is the best thing I've ever done. I freaking love doing this. And I yep, and, yep. and so I can't and I think that if you love doing something, then you just enjoy the process, right? Like you and I get to have yep. like we've talked a couple of times on the phone. This is the best conversation. We, we've had good conversations, but this is the best conversation we've had. And it's <laughs> live for a, a bunch of people on Facebook, right? So next question, and then we're gonna we're gonna get it wrapped up here. But sure. next question is is there any topic you're sick of people starting podcasts over?
2: I mean, look, I, I I think the one one of the things I will say is that the trend now is you you don't want to, I mean, it's always been the trend where we're trying to go as as niche as possible, right? But even to this point of the conversation, I think some of these businesses, like they, they get thrown off because they go, Hey, you know what? We, we should have started YouTube when when, you know, that was popular. We should have done the live stuff when it was, I'm not saying live is not popular. Right. We should have did TikTok like six months ago. Everybody feels like that to some level. Right. I mm-hmm. think it, it, the idea is how can we use and start a show about a topic and about things that really matter to us right? Because right. I think that genuine passion, like the way you talked about pizza, right? Like there's there's some people, they'll hear it. They go, this guy, I get him, right? Because they might feel the same way about pizza,
1: right? right?
2: Other people over there are like, I don't why would that seem stupid, right? Like you could, why, why would you even do that? So I think it, it's very important that when people are thinking of starting shows, that you start with whether it's an internal type of dialogue, whether it's something that you're hyper passionate about, what is super annoying is people starting shows because they feel like they have to, and you can kind of hear it in their voice, Right. you know? And they're like, it's like, they're just running this like drill over and over again. And I think, you know, the, the beauty of podcasting is that type of free form creativity, that type of like rawness, you know? Like it's kind of better if like I knock over my mic, I'm not saying for the sound quality, but like right. it's, it's a human type of Interaction, you know what I mean. I don't think people want to hear like canned, you know, questions and then canned responses, and they're asking the same questions every single time. I think that is where um, people are making a big mistake if they're if they're going down that road.
0: No, that's such a great answer, and 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 I, I love that positioning, which is, you know, I, I think the world is thirsting for authenticity. That's actually what what the, my book is essentially about. That which is like, dude, I have a chapter in my book called "Core Values Don't Need to Be Nice," right? Which is, mm. which is what it means is quit. Nobody wants to fucking hear you say, oh, my core values are courage and integrity and teamwork. I'm like, yeah, you and Enron, Enron's freaking core values were teamwork and, and integrity. It's like, yeah. tell me what you really are, right? What are you really? And to your point, you I think you're making an amazing point, which is, oh, I missed the boat on Facebook. So I'm going to go and do, uh, you know, dances with my kids on TikTok. I'm like, sorry, honey. Nobody wants to see your 45-year-old ass dancing on TikTok. Like, they just don't want to see it. And they don't want to see my fucking 42-year-old ass dancing on TikTok. So you can't be everything to everyone. And the last thing I'll say is, like, just because the world's best pizza guy lived 100 years ago doesn't mean the next world's best pizza guy is going to live today. Right. Yeah. So I, I think you just made a great point, which is if you live authentically to who you are, then, and, and you do it because you love doing it, then people like, are you doing it because you want people to have followers? You're doing it because you like doing it. Right. Yeah. Is that no, the right I, question?
2: I, I look, I think, I think you're so spot on because I, I I don't remember your exact intro of this, of this show, but somewhere along the lines, it got me thinking like, a change, I actually used to run a show. Well, I still run a show called the inner change maker. And part of my last question that I would ask people is, Hey, what, how, how's your definition of a change maker? Right. Because I, I kind of wanted to take the heat off me to be honest. When, when I was just starting out, I didn't want I I wasn't too confident in my own opinions. Right. Right. So I was like, Hey, let me interview so-and-so they'll, they'll share their opinion. And then I'll just kind of, you know, like agree. Right. I'll just kind of like fall, fall, follow and, and, and tag along with that. But I think the best thing is when you could get to a point where you're 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 so yourself and it, you don't, it's not that you don't care, but it's like, you, you just understand, you have that certainty with like who you are, right? And who your voice is. And that's what we tell our clients all the time. This is a process of you becoming the voice for real estate, becoming the voice for core values, becoming the voice for network marketing, right? Becoming the voice for your business, but it's also a process of you finding your voice. Yeah. Right? And I think that is the biggest key of all that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, you know I so I I have this amazing therapist, he's going to be on the show, his name's Steven Terrell. Uh, he's an oh, amazing guy and we were talking, I was talking about doing the show with him yesterday. And you know what he called that? What you just said? He calls no. it doing. he calls it your freedom march. Nice. Isn't that, dude, it was such a badass way of saying it. He's like, "Nice." He, I love Steven. He's got like this real cool voice. He goes, "Darius, that's you, I, you. Just gotta go after your freedom. It sounds like you're on your freedom march." And I was like, <laughs> "And you know what it was?" I told him, "I said, I said, I feel the liberty to say whatever the fuck I want on this show." And, and that's
2: the beauty of it. You know? And that's where, and that's where it's like, we got to get away from the filters, the highly produced. I'm not saying that there's no space for it, right? And, and, and that's where it's like the downside of audio or sorry, downside of video. Sometimes I find it's like, people feel like they need to be entertained, right? If you're doing a webinar, the rule of thumb is like, you gotta be changing the slides every like 18 seconds. You know what I mean? If you're on the same slide, people are losing attention. Cause like people are just so ADD, right? With audio, it's made for long form. It's made for you to be raw. It's made for you. We've had clients cry on podcasts. I'm not saying it's a strategy, but I guarantee you <laughs> right? When they put out that episode, they were highly uncomfortable about it. Guess what happened to their inbox? Guess what happened to up. their DMs, right? That emotional, you know, buildup with their community. That's when, you know, our clients can put out an offer and they're confident in it.
0: Yeah. That's cool, man. Dude, talk about long form, this is the longest show I've had because we just couldn't stop talking. I love you, <laughs> man. This is such a great show, dude. I appreciate well, look, we're, it. We're, we're wrap- yeah. Number one, man. Muchas gracias. This has been like such a badass 48 minutes, 49 minutes. Where can we find you? You know, people are, I'm sure there's people listening to this. that are going to be like, I want to go to a podcast now. Where can people find you? Like, like, and yeah, get, plug plug where you're at.
2: Yeah. So two, two things. One, if you actually want to dive into the the podcast stuff or have a deeper conversation around, you know, you having a top 100 podcast, or your company having a top 100 podcast, go to podcastyourbrand.co. Podcasterbrand.co. that that's where you can see all the information. We've got some great case studies out there. And if you want to hear me talk about me being unapologetically myself and doing interviews, just like Darius, you can also go to the inner change maker. That's my p- personal podcast, um, inner change maker. And I'm
0: sure you'll link to all the stuff in, in the comments. So say, yeah. So uh, on that note, like I am going to ask you, what, what do you consider a change maker? So I think a
2: change maker is somebody that is willing to go against the status quo of, and that could be the status quo of the world. It could be the status quo of their cultural expectation. It could be the status quo of what people expect them to be able to do. It's somebody stepping into their own, right? It's somebody being able to push the envelope and say, hey, you know what? This is where I stand. And being able to be certain in that and finding that confidence, because it doesn't happen overnight, you know, and you find yourself in courageous moments here and there, right? But having that being in it every single day, tuning into that, living in that like vibration, I think that's ultimately my opinion, what what makes a change maker.
0: Yeah, man, that's, I love that definition. And I think, you know, for just again, from my positioning, I think that there's three components to that. And we'll explore that on another episode. But I think that's, that's around- part two. Yeah. But but I'll tell you the framework for that, in my opinion, is knowing your purpose, knowing your strengths and knowing your values and aligning them together. And when you do that, magic happens. So love it. Love it, man. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been like the biggest treat of my day. And I got another show coming up with an awesome change maker and Summer Thoman, but this has been great. Jay, you were the man. I can't wait to have you on the show again. And thank uh, you. Big thank you, my brother. (laughs) You are listening to The Greatness Machine and that's a wrap for today. Guys, The Greatness Machine is all about two things. People who are living their passions and those who are creating greatness in the world and we feature these messages and speakers so it can help you step into your greatness within your own life and your own business. If you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform you're tuning in from and leave us a review. We love getting reviews for the show. If the episode made you think of someone who is leveling up in their business and life, print screen it, share it with them, Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to learn from one another. You can also go to our website, www.thegreatnessmachine.com. That's www.thegreatnessmachine.com. And on there, you'll see special tools to help you scale your business faster. Show notes for the episode to help you integrate the lessons and you will also get links that came out during the show. So on their look, you can also grab a copy of my book, The Core Value Equation, which is a resource for helping CEOs and business leaders establish core values from their teams that don't suck. And mind you, a lot of them suck. Get access to this and more at www.thegreatnessmachine.com. With that said, you guys, look, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We out of here. See you guys next time. Uh-huh. She's my lover.